0: We'll remember you. With the that Think that's beautiful right With
1: that Longhorn Nation, we're back. All right, all right. Welcome back to yet another episode of Fire the Cannon, part of the 1012 network. I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And I'm Hannah.
0: And we are Fire the Cannon. Welcome back, everybody. We have always a lot to talk about. And now that this season has kicked off, we get to talk about real college football games. And most importantly, we're going to recap Texas hosting Louisiana and the big win over a top 25 team to start the season, the quarterback battle. has kind of, sort of, maybe been settled a little bit. <laughs> Let's see. It we look ahead to the big rivalry match when Texas goes to Fayetteville this weekend. We'll talk about what happened in college football around the nation. And we'll make a few picks for next week with the college games coming up. But first, ladies, huge news today. Huge. huge. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So, today Texas Football announced that Salt and Pepper is coming to the free concert Longhorn City Limit which is before the Rice game on September 18th our next home game. And I don't think people realize how many bangers Salt and Pepper has. Like they have so many jams. Hannah, what's your favorite? Uh I like shoot. Let's go. You like shoot? Don't know how you do the all right Megan
1: what's your, it, favorite,
0: what's your favorite what's your favorite salt and pep song Megan
1: I've got to say shoot because that's my go-to like karaoke uh-huh. I'm either all in on Benny and the Fets or all in on shoot because that's when I can like run around with a wireless mic and be totally obnoxious with but man I got to go with push it too come on now Bye.
0: I mean, classic, classic salt and pepper. I'll tell you my favorite song. I don't think it gets enough love. You know who did give it love, though, was Sandra Bullock in, I think it was Miss Congeniality when she went back to go kick her punching bag around. I don't think people give this song enough love. Keep sweating what I do, cause I'm gonna be just fine. Check it out. If I wanna take a guy home with me tonight.
1: business i love it song that we all jammed out to in the 90s man yes
0: yes that is that's the jam salt and pepper has so many so many hits so i saw them on a cruise ship the 90s hip-hop cruise ship they were all over the boat all weekend long it was a blast they threw down and then saw them when they were with new kids on the block and then i saw them with was it Paul Abdul or somebody? Anyway, they're a party. I'm excited for people to see them, and I know the kids all know their music, so they'll love it. It's an all ages show. Well, kind of, sort of. You're not gonna have fun. Yay, Salt and Pepper. And it's now. free. And it's Yay. free. Yes,
1: it's free, free for us. They put on a hell of a show. It is incredible. I saw them up at Cedar Park when they were here as part of a '90s tour, and Vanilla Ice was the headliner. And straight mm-hmm. up, like Salt and Pepper went on right before Vanilla Ice, and Legit, everybody
0: left after salt Peppo because that's who they were there to see. So It's, the, it's the, fun and the- their dancers are great. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I hope people come out and support and cheer and enjoy the show. It's going to be a blast. Oh. Okay, people did come out this weekend and supported the Texas Longhorns. Let's talk about the game day atmosphere. Love it. Well, I'm just excited to have everything
1: back, man. It yes. feels like a little return to normalcy. And y'all, that south end zone was just beautiful I love it what y'all think of it was it what, did it hype you up seeing everything built and ready
2: it's nice like having uh, Megan I remember you making a comment in the 2019 season when they had torn down the, the old bleachers in the south end zone to get get ready for the, the new structure and uh, you said man it really jacks up with the acoustics like the crowd noise in the stadium and 19 was the last year that we had, you know, a full crowd and having that back. And even though like he, a lot of people were up uh, because it was so hot, like back up underneath like the seats and stuff and, you know, in the, the, the corridors and whatnot, but still having that, that, that full bowl again and the sound that the, the Texas fight chant and the band and all of it was like, yep, I've missed this. I'm glad it's back even though it was a million degrees.
0: <laughs> I did miss the big excitement and the band and the cheerleaders and I, I loved having all that back. It was a little scary with people so crowded getting in and the lines were so long for everything. Back to, and and I know they took away the, you know, and I don't blame them, taking away the, the like the beer sales people or the ones that go up and down carrying beer to your seats. So the lines to get beer and cider and water were so long food lines were long and I know they'll fix it. It's just the first time back. And maybe they were even short staffed because the people didn't want to come back to the stadium, but oh my God, the, the lines for everything, getting in and getting anything at the game were really long, but worth it when you win the game? <laughs> yeah. Well, and
1: you know, I think we saw a little bit, even though we were at lower capacity last year with all the new, you know, the, the digital tickets and things like that, there's a lot of changes. And I think, you know, just like the team, Little bit of first game knocking off that rust right uh-huh. I think we see that from the support staff too so I'm confident that it'll get back and and things will move at a faster pace because I agree I mean I had some of those same issues, um, but overall I thought it was great the crowd was loud. Um, yeah, it was hot but man it's Texas like it always cracks. Hot me up is Yeah, right. It always cracks me up every year when you get people like, oh, my God, it was so hot. It kept people away. Man, it's hot every year. It wasn't. I'll tell you, LSU was way hotter than this. And that didn't affect. Now, again, I'm not trying to compare the hype about LSU versus ULL, right? But yeah, I mean, it's hot every game. So hydrate, wear the damn sunscreen, drink a bunch of water and uh, have a good time,
0: man. It was awesome. They still counted 90,000 people there. I don't know how many were actually in the seats, but one thing i did you talked about the new fancy beautiful gorgeous south end zone they have all those empty seats there right because the suites people have all these options to stay inside in the ac or go to the field or do all these other things and those seats were empty on tv the whole time what do they what do you think they should do about that yeah that's that's a tough call to me like i, I know that those
1: suites that are right under those seats are like field level suites they're mm-hmm. incredible a ton of amenities and and um, fancy lobster fancy buffets right like it's fancy <laughs> shit right and and again i know that i'm in the minority i would much rather be out sweating it and not in the ac because for me if i'm in the ac i'd rather just watch it on tv right i think it changes the experience but i will say those south end zones i don't know my opinion might have changed of that because if you're literally at field level in the AC with it open and that close to the action, I think that definitely changes the experience. As far as what should they do about it? Man, I don't really know that there's a lot you can do about it, right? Those are the seats that they paid for and those ain't cheap seats. And I don't think you can very well tell the rich folk and Red (laughs) Combs and stuff like, hey, uh, get your old ass up on these seats and stand out in the heat. I I just don't think you can do it. So I think it kind of is what it is at this point.
2: I think as the the season progresses we will see people start to trickle in more and more you know the, the weather's going to get cooler the novelty of like you know being in the well maybe not because that is really yeah. really, really cool uh, <laughs> the novelty of like, okay I mean, you're not, not want to be in the ac right
1: but, or the heat <laughs> or whatever
2: but like yeah i think as the season progresses and you know we really get into the thick and big 12 play we're going to see and we maybe see some closer games or whatnot like we're going to see people kind of start to fill that in.
0: What did you think about oh. the, like they had the Ferris wheel, um, and then they had the yes. zip line. And it, it I was expecting this massive zip line. It was like, a, I don't know, 20, 30 feet long. And I was expecting you to zip line right into Beer Bertha, except it went the other direction. So sorry, Megan, you didn't get the zip line right into Beer <laughs> Big disappointed. Bertha. was no. With <laughs> it, her cape fluttering in the wind. Uh, it was crowded and full of people. And... It, <laughs> People were excited about Texas football being back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the atmosphere was great. I, again, for me, it was a little bit of, is this, is this a great year to reintroduce all of this stuff and this extra, you know, activity, but they did it and folks had a great time. And I think it really did up the game day atmosphere. And, you know, we've mentioned this before, man, like CDC just gets it. He understands how to bring that extra element to make this shit like crazy and off the hook. Without doing stupid things like Steve Patterson did with a flying jetpack rocket dude, or like putting a cape on Bevo, right? Like those were just that just told us that Steve Patterson, Patterson brought never, us alcohol to
0: the stadium. He
1: did, and we'll like, for, give credit for that. But but I mean, the man did I know get, he's an ass. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get the atmosphere, and I think right. that's the thing CDC really does understand. He's taking it to the next level to to bring this really elevated game day experience and there's something for everybody so yeah like i'll sit here and hype the atmosphere all day long i thought it was excellent
0: it's like our own little state fair
1: exactly at each game the the mini ferris wheel that broke down the wednesday before but they got it fixed and no problems on game day man and you know what i was
0: kind of wondering do you think maybe they paused it for a moment for the kids to be stuck so they would all tweet and have social media and get all the media and then people would be like there's a ferris wheel (laughs) Next yeah. level, like Jedi mind tricking
1: everybody, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, any any right. media is good media. Right, right. Even
2: if it doesn't run, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, look, the tailgate scene was hyped up. We had, you know, our dudes from Last Stand Hats out at our tailgate. Way um, was a ton of fun out there. Of course, like had the beer sponsors, which was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I thought people showed up and I think people, for the most part, were really respectful of everyone else. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was it, it was a good step back into Texas football. And I can't wait to see what this season holds.
0: All right. Well, we kicked off a real game this Saturday. Texas hosted Louisiana, a top 25 team who was returning 95 percent of their productivity, 20 of 22 starters. Um, people have Texas on upset alerts. And, of course, after Texas wins, it's pretty handily. All of a sudden, oh, well, Louisiana was overrated. No, that was a good team.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Louisiana was not overrated. No, they were not. Um, And I love Crow. It tastes delicious. And I will own that all day, every day. Man, Texas came out, and they showed up, and they beat a ranked opponent by 20 points on the opening game where we didn't look perfect. I'll take that all day, any day. I'll yes. take that over barely hanging with Kent state till the end. I'll take that over barely beating two lane by five, man. We, I was so happy with the performance. Definitely some things I want to cue in on, but overall, like I thought it was great. What did y'all think? Did y'all, were y'all hyped up about the 20 points?
2: Oh yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of it, and it, it plays into the like overrated versus underrated or whatever chat is that nobody really knew where to put Texas. Like none of us knew. We had no idea what we would see. Um, and I think with that said, what we saw on Saturday was was like, I wouldn't say like a surprise, but very pleasing to watch. I think, yeah, when you beat the spread by two and a half times, <laughs> that's never a bad day. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, plenty of things that uh, the coaches can pick up on and use this week. But, um, yeah, like we we kicked ass, y'all we looked good this is a different team this is a differently differently coached team and that is evident i think that's the biggest thing is that it just feels different it seems more zipped up and 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 tied with a bow and 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 crisper and cleaner and, and i hope that is a trend that we see all season but yeah how could you not be pleased with this performance
1: well okay to that point Hannah I will say I, I definitely agree in the sense we look crisper this feels like a different team we felt more polished even yeah. for a sloppy first game right I do think we were definitely playing vanilla I think we kept a lot uh, that's you know, okay close yeah love it that's you got to do yeah. that against those opponents right especially mm-hmm. traveling to Arkansas this week you don't want to give anything away you're breaking in a new quarterback who's young uh doesn't have a ton of experience here so uh, yeah, I, I will agree that I was pleasantly surprised with the performance and it helped assuage my fears of, you know, just that what we've been trained over the past decade to be worried about in that first game. Um, but I did think there were some things that we do need to focus on. Do need to clean up coach and sure. brought up in the pressure, you know, the upside is the things that they saw that were problems are all fixable. And I, I agree with that. Um, you know, quarterback play. I, I think that was a big question going in. How did y'all feel uh, about the quarterback situation, how card did and Thompson as well. What were your thoughts on that?
0: Well, we saw some national statistics came out that were data analyzed the performances of all the quarterbacks, you know, from around the country and up in the top two for, and competing with super, super senior bone was Hudson card. He was efficient He didn't turn the ball over. He and I think some of his couple of most most genius, well-coached, prepared, calm plays was the two times he threw it away. And he didn't take there was a couple where he took a quick sack, you know, the tight end lost that block or whatever. But the times that he had a moment to just throw it away and live for another play was just he shows how calm and prepared and they always say like oh you're only nervous if you're not prepared some people sometimes people say that like you're only nervous if you're not prepared they were excited to play they were joyful and they looked happy to play but they didn't seem nervous and I felt like even though the first mm -hmm. three and out was like oh no (laughs) I know everybody was like us. Not then, yeah. then touchdown, field goal attempt, touchdown, 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 field goal. So they they calmed down, got it together, and just moved the ball, even on all the third down conversions. There's just so much to talk about. Yeah. What did
2: y'all think about that fourth down? We went for it on fourth down. I think it was maybe the second, second drive of the game. We went for it on like fourth it. down, and it wasn't fourth and inches. It was like fourth. It and was like fourth and
0: six. Are you talking about the the card scramble? Yes, that and was the like, fourth and six.
2: We're all mm-hmm. going. Oh my god, is
1: Tom Herman back? Calling these ridiculous plays, uh, but like see, I, it I, effing worked. I didn't feel that way at all. I felt that was something that you know, if it was a Tom Herman thing, we all would have been ex- knowing exactly what was going to happen. And I felt right. Well, yeah, watching card check down, and he was confident. I, I mean, I sure as hell wouldn't have called the lane open at that point in the game at fourth and six to go for it where we were at. So to me, Hannah, I feel, I feel kind of opposite. That's what um, I meant by, by the that.
2: Tom Herman comment. It was early in the game. It's like, you know, but it
1: worked. All right. <laughs> no, that's great. Doesn't mean, matter I mean, as long as it works. Yeah, yeah. No, I, w- I was happy to see that. And to me, this is the time to try that stuff, right? Right. This is exactly early in the game. Why not keep them on their toes? Like, let's figure it out. And again, I think that gave Card a little bit of confidence. You know, he made smart choices. He checked down and he scrambled and he got there. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, between the two, I don't think Hudson Card is known as the better runner between, you know, Casey and and him, but he showed that he could get it done on his feet. He could get it done in the air. I would have liked to see us air it out a little bit more, but again, I appreciate the, the conservative play, relatively conservative play calling for your first game against an unknown opponent. So
0: you're not showing your hand. And they did leave the deep threat pretty much away from this game. They only had a few shots down. They had a really nice one to Xavier Worthy and one that just missed Josh Moore, you know, in the end zone, incomplete. And I think Josh Moore only ended up with a catch or two. Like, but the I like the way all the receivers were really helpful downfield with blocking. And there was one, especially on one of Jay Witt's touchdowns, Marcus Washington was down there keeping two guys off the lane. And that was that stuff like that that doesn't go on the stat sheet, but you see it when you watch the game. I, I like stuff like that. I think they're not afraid to be physical. They were a little more physical, especially because yeah. we were expecting these Louisiana DBs who will play in the NFL to right. get them off their routes. And they were still able to find space and and I I, I, I think wide receivers did all right. All right. Yeah. Good start. Yeah, I agree. I,
1: I think that's one thing. And listen, I'm, I love Colin Johnson, but one of the big complaints I always had with him was, man, you're a man amongst children. You got to block though, man, you got to run your outs and you got to mm-hmm. block. You're not the target. And, you know, I, I, hearkened back to him because I felt Rocky, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I felt that our guys weren't missing for the most part, weren't missing their assignments. They were doing what they were supposed to do and they were attacking versus reacting. And I feel like to me, that was a big shift for this year. In the past, it's felt like we've done enough to compete, but we haven't been aggressive. We haven't attacked. And our offense really, really had that problem, right? I felt that this year, at least with this first game, our players were out there, they were hungry, they were hitting their assignments, they were blocking. And even if they weren't the target, they were out there doing what they needed to do to help out the team. And again, I feel that's a big shift from what we've seen in recent years past.
2: I agree. agree. Uh, even Bijan getting in on some blocking action. He doesn't care. Like, he, he likes it. What was the quote uh, the other day? How he actually enjoys getting in there and being able to be serviceable in, like, those, those situations, you know? By the way, that first touchdown of the game, um, the Bijan touchdown, did you know that was an audible? Way to go, Hudson. Like, that is cool. I-, I didn't realize that. I just thought it was a great play call, but Hudson audible that in because he saw what the defense was putting up and on the spot decided. That is cool to see from your redshirt freshman quarterback.
0: And to know that they have the the ownership of that, Mm -hmm. that offense, that they've, the way they've installed it, you know, Sar was talking about the press conference, they've installed it so they can be flexible on the game, what they're seeing, you know, what the defense is giving them, what's working, what substitute just came in on defense. Like they can be flexible in the game because the way they've installed the offense. And just like that, like you said, Hannah, they can walk up and see something and respond and Mm -hmm. be rewarded. I like that you mentioned, of course, Bijan, Deion, Robinson. I thought the all the running backs, and then we got to see Keelan Robinson at the end. Saw Rojo. He was Absolutely. so strong. He's, yeah, he,
1: you oh. definitely could see strength and conditioning traded off a little bit, right? Like we saw some changes in the bodies that I think really paid off. Um, Rojo always going to be the workhorse man. He'll he'll do what he needs to do. So I I wasn't surprised there, but happy to see him still being really involved with the offense, even. Rocky, like you mentioned earlier, even with the things that don't show up on statistics, again, I think Rojo was really key to helping this this team progress and get those extra yards. Um, and of course, when he had the opportunity to touch the ball, he took off. He did great. Um, so we've talked about the good things, we've talked about the hype, we've talked about every the, the folks that did well. One thing we haven't talked about is O line. O line,
0: y'all. That's been a thorn in our side in the past. How, how did you feel about it after Louisiana? They still have some recruiting to do at those positions. There was some missed assignments. They're physically strong and I don't, I don't know. They they have a lot of growing to do still, the development needed, but I wouldn't give them an F. I mean, they put up, they held, they held up for 265 yards passing, 170 yards rushing. So they helped develop some offense and move the ball down the field. But of course, then we go back to those penalties that were just not needed and
1: penalties that holding god holding kill as it has in the past holding killed us and again i want to credit louisiana's d-line right Right. i had a lot of experience coming back we're gonna see some of those guys in the nfl no question but i was hoping to get more production out of our o-line they were serviceable 100 no question i thought they did well um, to your point, you don't get 265 out of a, a young starter if they're not doing some things right. But man, if we could not just shoot ourselves in the foot every time with those goddamn holding penalties, I, I think that's the most exasperated I got was, was with the penalties from the O-line. But again, Coach Sark's point, that's, that's fixable. We can clean that up. And I am more confident that this staff will get that message across faster and clean up those sorts of things uh, quicker. And if they don't get cleaned up, I don't think this coaching staff is afraid to put those young guys in and take some of the older, more experienced players out. Because if you can't clean it up, you're you're going to be out, right? Like I'm more confident that that will that this staff is going to have that ability um, and not be afraid to make that call.
0: Anything else in the offense that concerns you? I would say tight end play. And this might be part of saving something and not putting it all out there, not showing everything that we have right away. One target for the tight end. It was a touchdown for, you know, for Brewer on the goal line, that quick. It was a beautiful pass by Hudson Card. But that was it for the tight end. More maybe across the middle. And we didn't see it yet. Maybe we just haven't seen it yet. Yes, I agree. Um. Maybe
2: because we before the game like were questioning the the receivers so much that we maybe expected more from the tight ends, but then Jay Witt. By the way, I think I think Hudson Card has found his 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 partner, his 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 dude, his go-to.
0: I think Bible is gonna be Card Wit. For real. Or or
2: Ellinger to to Duvernay, or you know what I mean? Like all those great matchups, but golly, let's just keep him in bubble wrap. <laughs> That was good to see, though, just using the receivers like that. And so, I, I, yeah, it would have been nice to see more tight end play because we were, like, excited about that. And I think we will, to your point. But uh, I think maybe the Jay Witt show kind of, like, drew some of that that attention away from us, which is okay.
1: And, again, I'm all good with that. I think having yeah. Jay Witt's the guy that can draw receivers, you know, or draw, draw coverage off, no question. Ooh. I do agree. I hope we see more as the film starts coming out and more teams start prepping. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely hope that we see more of that um, using Jay Witt, using Josh Moore to pull people off and out of the center where those tight ends really can just light it up. I agree. I would have liked sure. more tight end play, but I don't know if that was a result of lack of confidence in the tight ends or if it was keeping it conservative. So I think that's something definitely to keep an eye out um, here on the next few games? Do we, do we get more of that play coming in?
0: Wrapping up the offense, I want to play a real quick clip from Coach Sark. And this is what he had to say, all gas, no breaks." right? Here we go.
1: I would have liked us to finish a little bit better. Um, you know, we ended up winning, I think the fourth quarter, 10 to six. You know, we love keeping the score in the fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, we didn't close the game out on offense when we had the ball at the end. We, we couldn't get a couple first downs to finish the game.
0: There you go. He was disappointed that even though they had touchdown, 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 field goal, he was disappointed that they did have another possession that they didn't score on, and they got to be all gas, no breaks through the end, right? So that was that was exciting.
2: He's like a less salty Nick Saban. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go quickly, defense. Let's get into it. What did you love? What are you concerned about on defense? Well, man,
1: I had to say I loved number five B. John Robinson out there playing <laughs> me, right. Yeah, look, I I, I thought our DPs really like stepped up. I thought they looked great. I mean, we knew Overshown was going to ball out, but I think he really had the support throughout the game. Uh, Pleasantly surprised they kept pressure. Um, They covered well, didn't give up a ton of huge plays. So I thought that was really, really encouraging. Um, Definitely had
0: a few questions about linebackers. How'd y'all feel? Loved them. I, I love the linebackers. I They led in tackles, overshone 13, Brockermeyer, 10, Oguofo, 7. Like, they, they, the top three tacklers were the linebackers. And, of course, and David Benda, 5. Like, I think they did a great job in the middle. There was the D-line, of course, was amazing and gets everybody set from there. But I think the, the linebackers did a great job of coming off the edge or, or you know, I thought they were great. I, I love the linebackers.
2: I think that it just goes to show like how maybe little uh, smear fans like didn't know about football and and well I mean we knew that this linebacker crew in the latter days of uh fall camp was really stepping up and so it's not a surprise there but considering you know like you were saying 9 months ago there was a giant question mark over that room a g- giant and then just seeing this staff come in and and fill those holes not just fill them but make them like the one of the strongest points of this defense which is as a unit pretty strong um that's pretty remarkable and I I foresee it just getting better and better from here on out there's nothing to really there's not too much negative in the linebacker room right now after one game after one
1: one game yeah no I I definitely think they stepped up and like you were saying Hannah we everyone had some concerns about that position going into to fall camp and uh you know then all of a sudden we're stacked at linebackers, so I thought the depth showed there. I think they definitely came prepared. There were a few routes that I saw uh, that I felt maybe they missed their marks a couple times. Uh, were off right. a bit of but again, I'll chalk that. I'm happy to chalk that up to first game. You know, iron out iron out the wrinkles and and figuring knocking off that rust. So I'm encouraged. I do want to keep an eye on those linebackers because I think more and more we know that the DBs are going to show, right. We know they're mm-hmm. going to be there. So I think really, especially in these early games, we're going to see those linebackers be tested over and over again, because that's kind of been the question mark in the past. So yeah. I'd like to keep an eye on that. I'm, I'm hoping that that they step up and continue to perform. I think Arkansas is going to be an interesting challenge for that. Keeping their, the, the, the quarterback contained. Um, I think the linebackers are really going to have to step up more so than we saw with louisiana but yeah i mean overall happy with the the lbs now let me ask you guys this
0: can we say that dbu is back can we say no not after one game no not (laughs) after one game with developing receivers i wouldn't i wouldn't say that but to your point megan about containing the the mobile quarterback so last year we talked about this last week when Levi Lewis, you know, he had rushing yards all throughout the year. He, he can be mobile. We talked about he had 50, 60 yards, some games rushing, but against Iowa State, he struggled and had minus two yards. Well, this, this week, and I said, it would, that's probably more where we would be with this, with this athlete because our D-line is more like Iowa State than the rest of their schedule. So I was like, I think we're, we'll control, contain, we talked about this last week, him more than like on an, on an Iowa State level. Do you know he ran six times for minus, minus 19 yards? Our D-line was incredible. Like, they contained him. What the hell was the linebackers we talked about? But I, that, I thought that was a great stat. Like, yeah, he tried to run six times, and every yeah. time was a loss. That was,
1: a, that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was great. You know, And that's, again, something that's always the positive. You're never hurting yourself when you keep the quarterback play and, and you take away those big plays. You take away the scrambles. Keeping a, a relatively mobile quarterback to negative yardage running, I think, is excellent, and and you're always putting yourself in the position to win if you can keep the stats on that side. So, yeah, I, I thought they that was a great great stat um, and a key piece to Texas keeping everyone contained and and really showing out on D.
2: Yeah, on defense, like as a as a whole, like there were no plays that. With busted coverage, like I can't think well, of the one. Well, the
0: one, the the touchdown off, off to their right, our left in the third. I want to say it was the third quarter, and it was they just. I mean, they sealed their their line did a great job of sealing the right, right side. Yeah, but we had nobody near that and it was a long I don't even know 30 40 yard run and that was yeah. that was one that was where were we on that, yeah, that I don't know coverage yeah and then okay. the, the other touchdown they had the other rushing touchdown which was just a bunch of missed tackles that you know right yeah That was a busted coverage. we up. were
2: we were on assignment but like we just failed to, to they see just all to
0: missed the tackle and right. that happened and that was a strong run by their guy their receiver and I don't know how he got that far through that many people but he did
2: Lots of film that these guys can go through and, and, and critique and, and learn from this.
0: All right. We're looking forward now to Arkansas. Megan, how much do you love the Razorback? Are you
2: looking forward to Arkansas? Going to Arkansas? I think
0: looking
1: forward is perhaps not the term that I would particularly use myself. But uh, <laughs> listen, I make no qualms about it. I hate Arkansas. I I hate Fayetteville. I hate their fans. Like, And look, I am basing this. 100% on my fan interaction with other Arkansas fans and with the school itself. I just think it's a trashy program. So, look, am I looking forward to going in and showing out and building the Texas program? Absolutely. Am I looking forward to spending my time in Washington County, Arkansas? Not particularly. But, you know, we're going to roll out there, we're going to get that Airbnb. And, uh, and have a good time. Uh, I am excited to see what Texas can do in a hostile environment. I think this is gonna be a really big test for our team in the sense that, look, I'm not saying Arkansas is a world beater. They're certainly not. And, and they haven't been a great team recently. I don't see anything that suggests they're gonna have a complete 180 anytime soon. Now, that being said, It is going to be noisy. It is a sellout crowd for the first time since 2017. But Texas isn't back.
2: Texas doesn't matter.
1: Texas doesn't matter, right? It's a sellout crowd for Arkansas. Arkansas fans absolutely hate Texas. This is a deep-seated rivalry. And I will say the hatred is deeper on the Arkansas side for Texas than it is for Texas on the Arkansas Oh,
0: way deeper.
1: I never think about them. (laughs) Yeah, so I think about them more because I've got to deal with them in baseball too, right? But – But yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a really heated environment. I'm really, really interested to see how Card responds early to that that pressure. Um, I think we're going to see some tight play early, early on in the game. But I believe, especially with after what we saw this week, I'm I'm more confident that Texas will come out, find their groove. I I want to ask you all this. If we see Hudson Card struggling early with the atmosphere and, and pressure, does Casey go in? How do y'all feel about this two-quarterback system
0: that we're still kind of on? I don't see him rushing. I, I'm, I know he'll have plans for Casey to play and it will be strategic, but I don't see him rushing to put Casey in for two reasons. One, he has a solid running game he can rely on. I think he, what he's going to do is just get, keep getting more creative with the play calling. And he's trying to build Hudson's confidence for the conference games. And you don't do that by pulling him the second things get tough. So I'm sure he's going to challenge him. He's going to let him face some adversity, but he's also going to keep putting him in the best position to succeed with the play calling and relying on that run game.
2: I agree. I, I think he would have to have like, like a complete disastrous disastrous maybe like first half right and by that I mean like turn the ball over like four five times or something you know ridiculous like that for him to just yank him and and send Casey in for the remainder we'll see both of them like you said like we saw this last game um he's he's got tricks up his sleeve but Steve Sarkeesian knows the environment we're going into like he he gets it he's not going into this blind like he's got answers for whatever they throw at us and he knows the environment. And if he honestly, if he didn't think that Hudson card could handle it, I don't think he would have named him as a starter. So, I mean,
1: yeah, that's a I, good point. I, yeah. yeah. I, agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And Hannah, I agree as well. Sarkeesian is coached against Arkansas more recently than we have. Right. He, he's familiar with the atmosphere. He's familiar with the team. Um, I will say, I do think he's, I mean, and again, he mentioned in his presser, he's familiar with the rivalry and understands what it means. I do think there is going to be a little bit different atmosphere, a lot bit different atmosphere when Texas comes to town versus Alabama versus versus whoever, right from the sec. Um, But yeah, I I think there are a lot of positives. I, I definitely think that quarterback play of course is going to be important, but I do think this game is going to be based on how well, are, you know, how well Bijan sprinkles the Dijon, right? How many yards he gets. But I don't see him having having trouble. I think our O-line does well enough against this Arkansas team that historically has not been strong. Um, and I think Bijan goes crazy and takes a lot of that pressure off of card.
0: I'm actually going to go against you this time, Megan. Okay, Arkansas held Rice to 81 yards on the ground. Of course, we have a different run game and play calling than Rice. <laughs> However, Rice was able to throw the ball over 200 yards. So there are opportunities for passing against Arkansas. Here's where I think is going to be the difference. They ran the ball with three different strong running backs. They have a three-headed monster at Arkansas, 245 yards in the ground. I think it's going to be our D-line against their O-line on Saturday. I think that is the biggest matchup I think is going to be the difference in this game. To me, that's the highlight that I'm going to be looking for. Is can we run the ball against them, mm-hmm. and what kind of pressure are they putting on our quarterback to keep us to force him to throw? Is what I want. Is what I want to see. I like it. That's I a like good it. point. Yeah. yeah. Well, and how do you think our matchup is?
1: To me, I don't see their O line holding up against our D line. I think our guys like our, our, <laughs> our guys are bigger. I think they're stronger. I think they're faster. Again, I think we see tight play in the beginning of the game, but I think our conditioning and our
0: size. And our depth.
1: Out.
0: Yeah. Good call. And, and, yeah. and then just, just your talent. Out. Yeah. right. Just like we thought, well, I don't know. I, I thought our game last week against Louisiana would be a little tighter, longer. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't great. But I have a feeling this one might be tighter, a little longer. And then, like you said, we have the speed and depth and fitness that I don't think they have at Texas's level. But you got that atmosphere that just... Yeah, it's going to play a factor. The atmosphere
1: is going to play a factor. And, and for sure. I agree. I think, that, I think that this game is going to be tight early. Um, but I just think Texas's size, power, and conditioning is going to overwhelm Arkansas and wear them down. Maybe I shouldn't say overwhelm, but wear them down over the course of the game. Something I do want to also point out, I think it's really important for multiple wide receivers to step up here. We know Jay Witt is going to perform. He's a big, powerful dude. We know he's going to make the catches. We need to see some balance there. And and I'd like to see, you know, Joshua Moore step up and have more catches. I'd like to see... Oh, Mary. Or Mary. Or Mary, yeah. Well, or Mary's still fighting that leg injury, I believe. That's true. Yeah, he wasn't um, even suited up on Saturday. That's true. Never mind. But, but, you know, Xavier Worthy, I think, has a really good opportunity yes. to come in and ball out. Again, they don't have a ton of tape on him. So I'd really like to see... I'd really like to see a complimentary receiver for Jay Witt to, again, keep the defense honest and keep him off of Bijan because, Rocky, exactly like you were saying, if they're going to crowd up front and and try to shut down, uh, you know, number five and number two, then we've got to have that counter, but we need to have it on multiple levels. So, yeah, I mean, basic speak, right? But I really do think that's going to be a key to this game to, to getting in early scoring early and catching them off early just over overpowering them
2: and we could uh to our to our pleasure see a lot more tight end play maybe this is the game wonderful maybe this is the game that you know they really like start to unwrap that that little package there so
0: just Hopefully a little bit at a time is fine. fine. I'd rather them call things that are successful. And even like Stark mentioned in this, play, in this press conference about play calling, like you don't just hand somebody a book of third down plays and say, pick one. You <laughs> you literally have to know the flow of the game and what, what's building and what are you working towards. And he said there's even times where they might call the exact same play again, but disguise it a little get bit. Maybe have a shift or a motion before, but then run the same play, just given the defense not enough time to you know to to figure out what they're doing so maybe they are tweak. they will I know they'll keep tweaking and growing and getting better each week but yeah maybe there's things that they were setting up last week that this week it becomes more for the tight ends I I just I, I just really want to these tight ends because there's some big recruits out there that i want at texas and i want them to see how we use our tight ends.
2: i want them to be like yeah blown away by our tight end play for yeah, sure
0: you know <laughs> we'll all there. right so the spread texas going into arkansas it opened as a three-point favorite for texas so you know they're just given actually that would be like giving texas a touchdown but now it's at minus six and a half as of this morning tuesday morning it's at minus six and a half People saw Texas play last week and putting money on Texas. What do you think? A touchdown, Texas wins by a touchdown or more at Arkansas? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Texas wins and covers spread. I, I see it
1: being more, uh, again, tight game, maybe through half, maybe through the third quarter. But I think Texas, again, just the talent and, and the power and the preparedness take over. Um, I, I'm willing to say it'll be. A, a two touchdown maybe even three touchdown win oh,
2: mm-hmm. wow
0: yeah
2: um okay if i were to like put a score on it right now i'd say 35 21 texas
0: that's so, a good solid score i would go something around that range too
2: yeah um, um yeah and like you said megan i think it's going to be like kind of close or just maybe a little slow to start off with but i think we pull away just because
0: Got to quiet that crowd. Got to yeah. shut them up. And th- if you score points or put them on their back, that, that'll that do it. All right. Yep. So send bail money. Let's
1: start the GoFundMe now.
0: For- <laughs> and Megan, you know, that's why I'm not going to Arkansas because I don't want to go to jail. And I've never been to jail. And that's why I'm not going to Arkansas. An
2: Arkansas jail sounds like absolute hell, honestly. I cannot think of a more miserable place. Yeah. In my so, imagination. so not
0: many teeth there. Not, There's not some shitty, teeth. shitty places. God. All right, <laughs> moving on. It's up there. Good job, ladies. Moving on. <laughs> let's get let's get a little bit broader. We saw so much college football this weekend. There were some big games, but the biggest, pretty much the biggest talk of the weekend was the upsets, right? Yeah. Noisy, North Carolina, poor Mac Brown. The fighting oh, Mac Browns came in a top 10 team and got whooped at home I mean no oh no they were at Virginia Tech they got whooped and it was it was bad
2: it was ugly I felt so bad for him you know his brother died like within the last week Mm -hmm. and then you know people are talking about how old he looks I was like his brother fucking died like people need to be and
1: and how old is super relevant to to college football no kidding oh my god
2: have some freaking respect for the man like people can be so ugly, but
1: Look, we'll be defensive of Mac Brown forever and forever. But I will say it exposed, you know, this was supposed to be the year that the ACC was stepping up and it wasn't just going to be Clemson anymore. Right. It's a broken down and car then, right now. <laughs> the yeah, and then you have the wheels coming off of a, of a top 10 team. Uh, disappointing again for Mac. I'm glad it happened if it had to at the beginning of the season, I think he can definitely rebound and, you know, It seems like Max has been having a lot of fun coaching again. Seemed like he didn't have a lot of fun that week. So hopefully they can find that fire back. Uh, It was definitely a surprise. Uh, I I didn't see that coming at all, but continues kind of the the dumpster fire that is ACC (laughs) and and pregame ranking or preseason rankings,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like to your point, the the ACC took big L's this this weekend. Georgia Tech lost at home to Northern. Iowa or Northern Illinois or somebody, And then Clemson couldn't score a touchdown in the entire game against Georgia. The only touchdown in that horrifically boring game was a pick six or what a fumble recovery, whatever it was. It was a defensive touchdown. That was the only touchdown of that whole game. The ACC this year is trash. And I, I
2: would, after the and now Georgia's defense is, is ridiculously good, insanely good. So, I mean, you've got to give them that. I wouldn't be surprised, like, in the least. And Clemson has, like, a pretty cupcake schedule the rest of the year. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they drop at least one more game.
0: No, and, and even if now that they've lost in such an ugly, ugly game, even mm-hmm. if – and with the rest of their conference looking so bad, if Georgia coasts through and gets to the championship game, and like we talked about earlier, Megan, you mentioned it, if Georgia wins that, they're on pace to be in the Final Four. And I could see that now, only because this game was so ugly. Had it it been a 35-38 field field goal to win or something like that, I would have been like, oh, Clemson's in this. No. No. There was nothing about that team that was final four.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Clemson really showed where they're at. Again, you know, we're making these wild accusations. Oh, I'm jumping to the the biggest conclusions after one game. (laughs) We We are. are. (laughs) But I, I have to agree. I mean, you know, my prediction was whoever my fourth person in right. or my fourth team in was going to be the winner of Georgia and Clemson. And I I a hundred percent stand by that. I, I think Clemson really showed their asses and yeah, I think it's, this is going to end up being a rebuilding season for Clemson. And then, you know, to follow up with the ACC stuff, Miami surprised me. I, now, look, we know it's world beater Bama out there and Bama is just on a whole different level, but Miami was supposed to show out this year. And I think what we saw, I mean, they got whooped 44 to 13 at home. So I, I really yeah. think Miami, that's just another indicator to me that the ACC is not in fact a strong conference <laughs> this year, like they had hoped. Um, and you know, their big dog Clemson to me, wasn't even a, 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 they didn't show up as a powerful leader for ACC either. So I think the ACC is going to have a real rough year.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, other big upsets. Montana beats 20 Washington at Washington. UTSA, yay. Jeff Trailer, Coach Jeff Traylor, Beast Texas yay, beat Texas, beat Illinois at Illinois after Illinois got off the big win over Nebraska.
1: Can you imagine what the Huskers felt when they saw that?
0: <laughs> UTSA.
1: Illinois comes out and whoops Nebraska and then loses to UTSA. Jeff Trailer is hey. building
0: a little program there. UTSA. He's not Man. scared of these grad transfers. He's recruiting. He's developing. He's putting together a solid staff to assist. I like what Jeff Trailer's happening. But we have to talk about this game that we picked last week. Listen. Listen. Bring, hey, hey, bring your ass on. Bring your ass on, you little yes. sissy blue shirt. Cool. Get your LSU dance, but UCLA is doing it now. <laughs> that is the troll yeah. video of the week. UCLA put that video out where okay, can first side note, can we please stop with this using the word sissy to insult <laughs> men? It's not only is it homophobic, it's it's dumb. It's misogynistic because you're saying anything associated with a either a feminine or girly or quote unquote weak man is a negative thing because I'm associating you to a girl. Like,
1: can we just stop using the word sissy? I agree on a level. I don't think the word sissy is what pissed me off. It was th- like, really, you're gonna try to insult somebody because of a color? Like- and then you put <laughs> on a purple shirt, to tell, tell me about it. For, For real, real, right? right. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's silly to me. I, to me, UCLA has some of the most iconic uniforms in, in all of college football, but I digress. You got your ass whooped by those sissy blue uniforms. So look, I love that UCLA responded and came out first with the, uh, with the video. And then they came back. I hope to God they make the shirt that they used as their header. That was a jump man, baby blue, you know, that powder blue shirt. That says sissy blue and the U mm-hmm. in the blue was the UCLA U. Man, I would buy that shit just to just to own it. I I love that kind of I'm not one for huge trash talking going I am. into a game, but if you're it, you better back it up. And you better back it up. LSU, absolutely. Right. I, I think we're seeing an extension of LSU from 2020. I've seen nothing from that team that suggests that the 2019 team is going to show up at any point. So or even ever, um, like, look, I don't I think can they can get back. That. That.
0: It's yeah, it's pretty much the same yeah, team I, last I year. They went five and five and all of a sudden they're ranked number 16 for no reason.
2: Right. Real quick though, the irony of what you just said, uh, LSU was ranked 16 going into this game, and UCLA, after already being 1-0, was still unranked. The AP poll came out about 30 minutes ago, and uh, UCLA is now 16, and LSU is unranked. <laughs> woo Well, tell us, tell us, Hannah, where's Texas? Texas comes in. Moved up six spots to number 15. That's where I thought they'd be. Good job. I did, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah just steady steady goes I, i'm i'm pleased i'm pleased with that i think that's justifiable at this point i don't know about y'all uh let's do the top five real quick number yes. one alabama number two georgia number three ohio state yep four oklahoma and five is texas a&m six is clemson i don't think they're the number six team in the country
0: <laughs> and i don't know how I, OU you is a great team a&M's building a great team, but I don't know how you survive at home to bad teams and you stay a top five program. I don't, I don't know. But I guess there's yeah, not much the that's better college. than them, I guess.
1: Such is the way of college football right now. You know, I have It'll no work problem. itself out. Yeah, right. I have no problem with OU being ranked where they're at. I I might I don't know. I might flip AM and OU at this point. I don't know. Again, AM did not show out against Kent State. No question there. But they caught up in the end. They figured it out. Again, right. we're all talking first games, knocking the rust
0: off. A win is a win. Oklahoma is um, going
1: to be just fine, y'all.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. The only reason I would yeah. keep OU ahead of a is because I would think if they played right now, OU would win. Oh. I, would, I would pick OU in that game. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's just, they, they just have too much offense. Once they get going, just like last year, they'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's yeah. go ahead and pick a few games. We just talked about upsets. We'll wrap this up. I have just a couple of games for y'all to pick from this weekend. It's a bunch of cupcake crap. I want to talk about the big Mercer at Alabama game. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs>
2: Jeez. No,
0: okay. So Friday yeah. night, Friday night, Kansas coming off their huge win. They stormed the field. It was just a <laughs> program defining win. For them. They um, are going to number 22, Coastal Carolina. And the Vegas odds loved Kansas's win so much. That they went from a 27-point dog to a 25-point dog.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: So, does Kansas cover 25 at, at 22 Coastal Carolina? Ooh, ah. Carolina showed
1: out last year. Man, I'm going to say, yes, they cover. But I don't know. I'm not convinced that that program is to a point yet that I'm ready to pick them to win much of anything. So,
0: yes, they cover. Still lose the game. I agree. Same. Me, too. I have them covering but losing. All right, a couple more. Oregon, number 11, Oregon, goes to Ohio State. So this opened with Ohio State as an 11-point favorite, but after Oregon struggled at home with Fresno State and then lost their star linebacker, Thibodeau, they are now down to a 14-and-a-half-point dog, Oregon. Does Ohio State win? And it's at Ohio State, 14-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, Ohio State takes that. I I was not impressed with Ohio State's play. I wouldn't weekend. either I didn't think again I, I wasn't just overwhelmed but they found a way and then they turned it on in the end and put the burners on so I think we're going to see something similar I think Oregon's going to come out hyped up but man in the shoe after Oregon lost some key players no I Ohio State takes that game
0: and covers and, covers. and covers okay Hannah
2: I kind of weirdly think that um, well Ohio State will win, but I, th- I think it'll be like maybe by like 10 points. I think it's a little closer than people will will would think.
0: Yeah, but I have I, I have Ohio State winning but not covering. I would put it more in the oh 10 12 point range, but yeah, not not more than two possessions. That, right. that's a big spread. All right, one more big game and game day is coming to this game. Iowa state. And where did they fall to? They were seven, Hannah. Where are they now? They are now at number nine. Okay. Yeah. Cause they, they struggled at home. Barely 16 <clears> to 10 win over Northern Northern Iowa. somebody. Northern All right. Iowa. Iowa is coming to Iowa state. Iowa state's five point favorite at home. What do you think?
2: Iowa's number 10, by the way, Iowa oh, state's wow. not, it's nine and 10. Yeah. Wow. Um, ooh.
0: Uh, I think Iowa state gets their
2: crap figured out and they take care of business, especially at home. That's, that's my prediction. What, what's the spread right now? All right. The spread is Iowa state by five. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Okay. They cover. Yeah.
1: I'm going to take Iowa in this one. Uh, I, I like Iowa state a lot. Um, and I think they are a tough team, but I was again, underwhelmed with their performance in week one. Um, understanding that they're knocking the rust off, I still don't know that they come back for a huge in-state rivalry game. I was gonna be hyped up and Iowa rolled against Indiana. Again, I understand Indiana is not some huge powerhouse, but, yeah, I'm going to take Iowa in this game. So I, I think they take it, and I think they take it by at least a touchdown and a half. So I'm going to wow. say. Wow! Okay. So you have I- the-
0: Iowa by ten. Wrong team favored. <laughs> <laughs> I think Iowa pulls it off. Not as big as Megan does, but I think I think Iowa's going to pull that pull that off. Um, just because I still don't trust Iowa State, and I don't know. They're good. They're good. I don't know if I would pick them to win this game. And the fans will be there. They'll be wild and ready to go. You
1: know, that game's on at 3.30. I might change my prediction if this was a night game in Ames because weird shit happens at night in Ames. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't see Iowa. I, I don't see Iowa dropping this one. So,
0: All right. There you go. Those are our picks. And, of course, we all picked Texas to cover and win, win and cover the six and a half. Good job, ladies. We had so much to talk about. We, do. <laughs> we did. We
1: did. I love it. And don't forget, Twitter handle is Texas Fancy Boots. If you see a mushroom cloud from out east, you'll know it's just me interacting with Arkansas fans. So <laughs> send bail money, y'all.
2: <laughs> Go find me. It ready. We're, we're setting it up now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. Well, thank thank you everybody for listening to Fire the Cannon. I'm Rocky. I'm Megan. I'm Hannah.
2: And we are Fire so the Cannon. Bad.
1: Why you gotta mess with mine don't keep sweating what i do cause i'm gonna be just fine check it out if i wanna take a guy home with me tonight